TED Audio Collective. It's funny, but is it that you don't like Andrew or you're afraid that Andrew doesn't like you? Oh, I am afraid that Andrew hates me. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Hey, and welcome to Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the show where I take negative online interactions and move them offline. I'm your host, Dylan Marin. Today, I'm moderating a call between Lauren and Andrew. Andrew T. hosts a popular comedy podcast called Yo! Is This Racist, where he takes a call-in question from a listener and determines if something is racist or not. Lauren was a big fan of Yo! Is This Racist, and three years ago, she called in with a question of her own about adoption. She felt she was ridiculed for her question on the podcast and has spent the last three years scared that Andrew hates her for asking it. She got in touch with me in the hopes of having a conversation with Andrew, so I set it up, and here is Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So, Lauren, before we begin, in only as many details as you're comfortable sharing, tell me about you. Uh, My name is Lauren. I live in East Village in Manhattan. And I work in publishing. I do social media. I work with a lot of authors. I love books. I have a cat. God bless. That's a lot. So Lauren, you got in touch with me about being on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Why did you get in touch with me? Well, I love podcasts, first of all. And I one, one of the first podcasts I started listening to was Andrew T's Yo, Is This Racist? I loved it. Mm. And a few years ago, the format was different than it is now. It was um, Monday through Friday, there'd be a mini episode each day. And for the week, there'd be a uh, the same guest mm-hmm. for the whole week. Um, and they would answer questions. And like uh, someone would call in and say, I have a black cat and his name is Dave Chappelle is this racist? Mm-hmm. And Andrew T. in a loving, like comical mm-hmm. way says, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is very smart and kind. And um, I was talking to my best friend who mm. is a white gay man who is married to another white man mm-hmm. who is also gay. Okay. Yeah. And we were talking about adoption. Um, Cause I've always wanted to adopt ever since I, you wanted like, to adopt. I always felt a pool. And so I was talking to my friend about it and I said, you know, I don't think I would adopt a white baby. I just, I'd have heard so many things about how um, non-white babies have a harder time getting adopted. And that's always something I had thought about in my life. And he said, well, he, he had been talking about adoption with his husband and they said, well, we kind of want to adopt a white baby because we think it would be too much for a child to have two dads and have them be a different race. So I thought, oh my gosh, I have never thought about that before. That's so interesting. Mm. And, you know, I'm into podcasts. This is a few years ago. And um, I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder what Andrew T would say about my question. Mm. So I called in and, you know, very soon after I'm walking down the street to work and I hear my voice on this podcast that I love, you know, thinking Andrew is there and I'm so excited. It's like an exciting moment. And 
I I stopped in my tracks because I he along with his guests just slammed me. And did you think he was responding directly to you? It felt like it, mm. and I um I felt terrible about myself. Like I I must start off by saying I completely take ownership for the fact I overreacted and took it far too personally. And you like, mean you overreacted since then? Yes, in my head. Yeah. I think I'd made it too much about me, but I felt, I thought, oh my gosh, Lauren, you're the worst kind of racist. Like you're, you're like, the problem. You're a bad white person. Yeah, yeah. I'm disgusting. Yeah. I'm annoying. And it, this is another funny thing. Like I, uh, Scott Ackerman owns Earwolf, which mm-hmm. is the producer of yeah. USS Racist. And I pictured Scott Ackerman and Andrew T sitting in a room, listening to my yeah. call and like laughing at me. And I would like see, uh, like Scott Ackerman, like on TV and, or like his tweets and stuff. Yeah. And I think, oh my gosh, he hates, like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. I am now inventing this thing in my head where I am. Well, I just want to say like, I have been there in my own way in the sense that like when you, when something happens to you on the internet, you're like, oh my God, I have done something wrong. Everyone feels this way, right? So if you think Andrew hates you, you think the whole world hates you. It's funny, but is it that you don't like Andrew or you're afraid that Andrew doesn't like you? Oh, I am afraid that Andrew hates me. That's so, mm. Is that not normal for your show? So, I mean, it's, it, it completely depends for the show. Everyone I, is different. I mean, I think if... I hated Andrew. I wouldn't care. Yeah. How do you feel about talking to Andrew? I'm really nervous, but I've heard his voice so much, and I I trust him, and I trust you, so I'm ready. All right, let me talk to Andrew really quickly, and then I'll be right back. Okay. Hello. Hey, Andrew. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good. We finally made it on the phone. Look at us. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. Well, let's start here. How's your day going? It's going well. Yeah. yeah. I uh, did an episode of, of uh, my podcast. Nice. That's a good segue. You have a podcast called Yo, Is This Racist? Tell me about your podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. I've been describing it lately as a podcast that's an advice podcast that's mostly comedy. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, it's a very loaded question. <laughs> right, uh, right, Yo, right. is this racist? Yeah. And it's, it's people call in and I try to do my best and, and give them advice. And it, it sort of winds up being me and a guest talking about the state of the world culture. You know, it's about racism and everything that intersects with racism, which is everything. Yes. So So the questions that people call in with, those are usually like um, tip-offs for the conversation you and your co-host have, right? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, as far as the podcast goes, it's sort of like a, a conversation starter. And I like it because it lets me ramble. Because there's always this sort of like North Star of like, oh, yeah, yeah, someone asked a question yeah. about whether X or Y thing was racist or not. So I can just say whatever I want. And then you yeah. know, eventually I'll remember what we were talking about. Of course, the North Star of a question. I think that's beautiful. What made you want to start that podcast? Um, the podcast was an extension of the blog. That, and the blog started um, because for a long time I was working as like a digital producer at Comedy Central. Mm. And I was often the only person of color in a lot of rooms. Yeah. And so sort of de facto, I would become the, hey, is this racist person? Mm. So that's how the blog starts. So you, you've done a lot of episodes of this show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can you even 
fathom a number? I believe I'm closing in on a thousand oh by the time, by the time this God. comes on, maybe over a thousand episodes. With the big asterisk that for a long time the show was five mini episodes a week, like oh sort of between God. five and fifteen minutes long, and I've switched to like a weekly hourly format or hour ish you know, format. Yeah. But for a long time, I was just cranking them out. Like sort of the idea was each episode was just one question. Do you remember episode 687? Uh, A little bit. So I'm going to jog your memory. Sure. A woman named Lauren called in with a question about transracial adoption. And Mm -hmm. then, um, as as you just said, you and your co-host answered the question and then riffed on the question. So Mm -hmm. do you remember having a conversation about transracial adoption? I do. And I've actually, over the over the years, had a couple. And I'm guessing, knowing me, I've said possibly different things or slightly different <laughs> you've, you've said possibly different things about transracial adoption. Yeah, exactly. And just for people listening who don't know, transracial adoption is when parents of one race adopt a child of another race. And mm-hmm. typically— in the way that it works, at least in the United States, is that it is white parents adopting mm-hmm. a child of color. Mm-hmm. I know you said you you have expressed multiple different views on transracial adoption, but do you have strong views on transracial adoption? Yeah, yeah my stance is so, it was sort of complicated because it's like part of me, of course, is like, look, any adoption by loving parents is a good thing, um, mm. but taking that as a jumping off point, I do feel like there's a lot of complicated uh, dynamics there in transracial adoption, particularly in the most prevalent case of white folks adopting children of color, that white parents can be very ignorant of and, you know, can do some type of damage, you know, inadvertently to a, a person they love. And also, there's certainly an element of just a thing that I, I feel like I wish uh, people, all people, of course, but especially, you know, the, the uh, powerful groups in this country could understand, which is like, you know, you can do a lot of things just through your own ignorance that, that just like, it, it would be better if you could confront it a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. So Lauren, who is, you know, the other part of this equation. Mm -hmm. She asked a question Mm -hmm. that in her memory that you didn't really answer that question. Instead, you talked about white people adopting. So, and and this Mm -hmm. goes, goes in line with what you were saying before, which is like you see these questions as kind of like prompts and then you go off and have conversations with your Mm co-host. How do you feel about talking to Lauren after responding to her question almost three years ago? I feel a little apprehensive because I'm sure for any number of reasons that I, you know, said the wrong thing or said something mean. I like, it's one of those things where I never intended to be mean, but I certainly don't when I'm, when I'm talking about the questions, I so rarely am thinking about the person uh, behind the, the call. It sort of becomes immediately very abstract for me. You know, I would a little bit argue that it's kind of the only way you could do it is that you almost dehumanize the callers kind of immediately because it's like, "Eh, I'm not really talking about you. 
I, you know, that's like yeah, a, as, as I'm saying this out loud now, it sounds so gross. No, I don't think it sounds gross. I think it's it's just your style, right? And in the sense, like, it's people writing in with a question mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, world, I'll answer this publicly. As you said, this is a comedy podcast. You are not necessarily claiming to masterfully like dissect and then give a definitive answer if they're if if what they're asking about is racism or not right yeah that's but sort of beyond that i feel like it's it should be hopefully clear that it's just a discussion and what i what i bring to the table is just like a point of view you might not have thought of yeah and that's great because you know you've you've hit a successful mold um but I, funnily enough for this podcast it's all about the person on the other side of the phone right, so look exactly. at <laughs> look at us now so <laughs> with that being said are you ready to talk to Lauren yeah uh yeah, I I hope uh, I hope she's not too mad. <laughs> it's so funny. I think both of you feel that exact same way. Um, <laughs> so that's great. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Andrew. How's it going? I'm great. How are you? Stay right there. We'll be right back. If you like this podcast and you want to help support it directly, you can check out our merch store. We have brand new shirts that say, Empathy is not endorsement, a mantra I've made for the show, and stickers that say what I say at the end of every episode, remember there's a human on the other side of the screen. Also, there's a shirt that has Rob Wilson's beautiful logo for our show on it. Check it all out at www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com and click on Merch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Andrew. How's it going? I'm great. How are you? Look, we're all here together, you guys. We're living our best lives. I can't believe I'm talking to Andrew T. Yeah, so the last time your voices were together was three years ago. Oh, man. Which is a while. So it seems, Andrew, that you don't have a strong recollection of this episode. But Lauren, you have a very strong (laughs) recollection of this episode. Yeah, I mean, I guess I actually didn't even feel like my um, question was answered. I feel like I was just kind of, attack is the wrong word. I feel like I I felt a little attacked, I guess. And I understand why you don't remember. There's so many of these episodes, especially when you were doing five of them a week. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me, and this is my own fault, and I will own up to like overreacting and making it all about me and taking it too personally, but... For years, I have been thinking about being a mother, like being an unfit mother and not thinking I should adopt and rethinking about who I am as a human being. And maybe in some because ways Because of that's this good. one episode of Yo, yeah, Is This Racist? Yes, I've, I took it to heart. <laughs> I was, I was Andrew, listening, I you was reach listening people. to Andrew because I'm a big fan. Your podcast was probably the first podcast I ever listened to. And um, oh. so, you know... When someone that I looked up to was saying those things and I felt like you were talking to me and, you know, calling me annoying and you hope I'm never a mother and, uh, you know. Oh, God. (laughs) I I mean, but it's – I made it all about me and I I totally – take ownership of that now. But the truth is, for years, I didn't listen. I never listened to Yo Is This Racist again. Yeah. But Andrew, you were saying that Mm -hmm. your shows aren't necessarily – you know, directly responding to the guest's questions. It's more of a jumping off point, right? Right. But at the same time, saying someone's annoying, uh, which I feel very bad about, 
Um, I hope it was at least funny. I sort of suspect it wasn't. Um, well, it might have been funny to people who had no idea who Lauren was. Yeah, you know? I'm sure it was. Yeah. Cause, oh, my I God. Mean, I don't well, know if that's no, true. That sounds so mean. Yeah, but about it. I laugh at other episodes that yeah. aren't about me. Yeah, because suddenly, I think there's, and I, wouldn't you both agree, there's like a catharsis of laughing at like someone else's mishaps, you know? Yeah, that's what was mm-hmm. almost interesting that I always enjoyed the show when you were telling other people that they were racist, but suddenly... I didn't get the answer that I was expecting. And for three years, I can't listen to your voice. And by the way, your uh, theme song is triggering. And I was wondering if you could consider changing it. <laughs> the theme song uh, of Yo, Is This Racist? Yeah. Because it reminds you. It reminds of, me of that faithful yeah. day. Well, the idea is oh, that... Can I, can I actually jump in real yes, quick? Yes, Andrew, please jump in everything. Working, we are working on a new theme song. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Thank you. I feel so... You didn't yeah. have to do that, but... It's just, say, it's just for Lauren. I it was just for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You're so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Andrew. That's it. This is the end of the call. Wow. We're good. Um, we've achieved what we wanted. All we needed. Um, so... Andrew, you identify more as like a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to uh, have people think that I have like a deep sociological background or an understanding of race above being a person of color who pays attention and it's an evolving thing. And to be fair, Lauren, I think that's why you like the show. Yeah, I feel like that is why, I, I mean, I think comedians are really smart. I think you're really smart. And I think this is interesting because I was taking to heart what you said. And I that I think I wasn't just thinking, oh, this is some comedian trying to be funny. This isn't just pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, Andrew T said I'm annoying and I need to like check myself. Uh, like there's something wrong with me and yeah. I'm terrible. Because and, like, it was this person who you really respected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't I think we're I think I was taking your podcast in a different way that you were putting it out. Like I was taking it much more seriously. I was thinking it's I know that you weren't like a doctor in this or something, but I was li- really listening to your answers and taking them right. thinking about them a lot and thinking this is the answer, you know. And this was a few years ago, like but I have been thinking about it for several years. No, I understand. I mean, I think the other thing that like sort of it feels like we're touching on is one of the fundamental, I, I won't call it a problem with the podcast, but the, one of the dangers of the podcast is that, you know, sort of by necessity, I, you know, need to abstract the person, you know, it, it is when I'm talking, uh, the, the people who are asking the questions sort of become more amorphous ideas. And partially it is like, you know, a thing where it's just the internet also dehumanizes people and like that distance is maybe unhealthy and not like the best way to do it but it also is sort of just like creating content and entertainment and a discussion that by necessity has to be bigger than the two or you know three people involved but you know it makes me feel terrible that i like actually hurt someone who didn't deserve it um and that it has affected like your life so profoundly in a way that i you know did not intend at all and so the the rationalizing part of my brain is sort of just like 
well, it's not good, but it is the egg that needs to get cracked to make a cake or, or whatever. The, the say, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, we, it's, we, it's I think, yeah, we got the saying. <laughs> yeah. It falls under co- a little bit of collateral damage, but that's such a like heartless thing to say. So I feel bad just saying it. I don't want um, anyone to feel bad though. I don't, cause I just more just think it's very interesting. Like I'm looking at myself and thinking like, Lauren, why did you spin that out of control? Like I'm looking at myself, my own reaction too. I think I would have listened to your answer a lot differently now that I've grown up a little bit, you know, that I have distance. Mm-hmm. It's not a feel bad thing. It's how, how interesting that your one call that you don't even remember impacted yeah. me. It's interesting, right? And and the other thing is, I understand what you're doing with your podcast, and you're doing a great job. I mean, uh, does this happen every day that you get calls that are like, I, you know, reassessed who I was as a person? Like, this doesn't happen all the time. So I think you're, you are doing um, what you are trying to do with your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this, like, the fact that it's some, you know, dude who doesn't have kids talking to you about kids, which is like, who the fuck am I to do any of that also, which is a thing that I'm extra uncomfortable about right now. Yeah, I guess the the thing, the number one thing though, was that I feel like you didn't, I had a kind of interesting question and I didn't think you answered it. I, I thought it wasn't even just that you were like, don't have kids or whatever. It was like, but I actually had a question and you've zoomed in on, on me and I, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's the reason I thought the, isn't the point of the podcast supposed to be a place where people feel comfortable to ask you questions. And then I asked the question and it did not get answered. And instead I just ended up feeling really terrible. And Lauren, you thought Andrew hated you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. <laughs> but, but that's, that's what our mind does to spin things. And like, Just to jump in, like, that's why this podcast is called Conversations with People Who Hate Me. Uh, Truly, no caller has ever hated me, nor have callers hated each other. But it's that our mind spins on the fear of what it means when Mm -hmm. someone doesn't like us. And and when someone doesn't like us who we don't know, that's when the word hate comes into play. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hate, I also Mm -hmm. think, is more nuanced, and there are true hate groups that are in this world. But I'm talking about the way we use the word hate on the internet. Lauren, the way you're using the word hate, right? When you say, I thought Andrew hated me. Of course, that's a very strong word, as I know it is, because it's in the title of this podcast. But it's I, I use it in the title of this show because when we read a negative comment about ourselves, when we hear, when we see a negative message that was directed to us, and when we hear something negatively said about us indirectly on a call-in podcast, we go to these extremes, right? So I understand where both of you guys are coming from. Andrew, mm-hmm. you are seeing these calls as, as a jumping off point. Lauren, you were hoping to get answered, and then you felt like, this person who you really, really respect is kind of not answering blowing. your question. Yeah. Yeah. Blowing it off. Yeah. yeah. Blowing it off. I was just going to say, it feels like this particular, uh, your podcast, Dylan, is like this, this conversation is to me an almost perfect example of the difference between anonymous ish or suit, you know, semi-anonymous or like speech with distance, you know, on my podcast, I necessarily need to make the person very distant and very theoretical and sort of like, you know, almost an object away from me that I I can take their statement and like talk about it in that way. Yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, we're also seeing the power of direct conversation and like being able to talk to someone and being able to react to their, their feelings and, and just their reactions. 
And it's really great. It's so fascinating, just like the different kinds of ways we can have a conversation. Oh, totally. I mean, I also just want to say, I think it's important to note that like one doesn't have to be valued over the other. Mm -hmm. Lauren, the whole reason you called into Andrew's podcast three years ago was because you had a question and you wanted Andrew T to answer it. <laughs> um, so in a brief way, do you want to ask Andrew the question again? Sure. Yeah. Andrew, okay. are you comfortable with that? Of course. Okay, great. Okay. I'll do my best. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I think, um, it all began. I was talking to my best friend who is a white gay man and he's married to another white gay man. And we were discussing adoption because I've always wanted to adopt since I was tiny, since I knew what adoption was. And um, mm -hmm. I, we were talking about because I said I would probably not want to adopt a white baby. I'd want to adopt a non-white baby because I know that uh, white babies get adopted very easily. It's much harder to find homes for um, non-white babies. And he said, well, I want a white baby because my partner and I are both white and we think it'd be too weird for a kid to have to, you know, grow up in a home with two dads that are of a different race. That's like too much for a kid to deal with. And I just thought, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I'd never thought like that's coming to adoption from a completely different way than I was, you know, going to adoption. And I thought, well, this is an interesting question, right? I thought, I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be thinking. But I do know I want to hear Andrew T. talk about it. That's all I know. Mm -hmm. And and then the, there's the other element of the fact that my husband is Asian. So mm -hmm. there's that element of like, could I raise a baby that's not white if my husband is not white? You know, I don't know. There's a lot going on and I didn't, don't even know what I was expecting you to say. I guess I was just curious to hear what you would say. And then I heard what you said. So, Andrew, this is not three years ago, but this is now. Just you, mm -hmm. you as you, how do you mm -hmm. feel about that question or, or what's your response? So one thing I've been, I've been thinking about a lot because the transracial adoption question comes up fairly frequently and which I take them from time to time on the show in, in some of the episodes you've, you've missed because of my <laughs> behavior. Um, there's certainly like some amount of damage that can be done by well-meaning white people who adopt uh, babies of color. But also, even if they, like a white couple adopts a baby of color and gives them a loving home, but, you know, fucks up in ways regarding race, like on the balance, it probably is a good thing. And that kid has a better life. And also that in reality, everyone's complicated and like no parent is perfect. And like every parent has their problems or does things for the wrong reason or does things partially for selfish reasons or like partially for very noble, like selfless reasons. I probably should have just said what I say now. I don't know. I mean, but I also think it's like, the most important thing is to be what you already were and are, which is a person that questions those things. Like, you know, that's the, the to me, the, the hallmark, especially of a, of, of a white person who like means well, but there are obviously questions about race that are going to be hard to fully empathize with is like constantly questioning those things are, is the most important thing. I also, I think this conversation that the three of us are having is about, a lot more than just the question of transracial adoption, right? It's like kind of also about mm -hmm. one, how we remember things, two, how we blow mm -hmm. things up in our mind, and 
three expectations, right? I think you guys just had different expectations for what this was. Andrew, you had a different expectation for callers, and Lauren, you had a different expectation for your question. And I think about this a lot, especially when we are talking about such complicated issues like racism and and feminism and and misogyny and, and homophobia. I think we can often confuse the macro and the micro, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. saying like, oh my God, white people, am I right? Is one thing. But then when mm-hmm. it is personalized to all be thrust onto one white person, as Lauren, I think you were listening to, to the podcast episode mm-hmm. that you were on, it's like that can be hard because then one person becomes the emblem, becomes the symbol of a systemic problem, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, Andrew, what you're so good at on your show of doing is talking about these systemic problems, right? It's just that sometimes it, and this is not a critique of your show, I'm just saying in general. No, no, yeah, yeah. The way it can rear its head is when it is thrust onto just one person who then represents Mm -hmm. all of this community, you know? Oh, I think it can be a critique of the show. I think it, it, I think it should be. It's definitely something I, I, you know, have thought about on some level before, but we'll think about more that it's sort of directly in front of me, which is that, like, it is so, like, the specific talks about the general, but obviously the specific is more complicated. There's all kinds of extenuating factors. And, you know, it's a, one, of the, one of the sort of jokey conceits of my show is that, like, when anytime there is, you know, any sort of gap in information, I just assume the worst about the person because mm. that's how I, that's how I'd make the content. Right. Mm. It's like, you know, you just got to talk about the worst version and I totally get why it feels unfair to like, you know, be shit on or like have outside like collateral damage. Like you're, 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 you're not really the problem. Yeah. Uh, and I opted to take it to the micro, yeah. you know, and, and your show is called, yo, is this racist? It's clearly like, of, you know, light, fun thing that I took in this really serious direction. I chose to do that, you know? Well, Um, but a reaction doesn't have to be a choice. Like, it's okay to just, like, it bothered you, and I uh I understand that. So let's kind of go down to the root of this. Lauren, what was the fear for you? What was the fear of, like, what this meant about who you were? I mean, I... it was in an instant I realized that I was the person I was afraid of being and that I, oh my God, I maybe shouldn't have a child and I shouldn't be talking about racism because I'm the worst kind and I'm disgusting and I'm annoying everyone. And it made me see myself as a different kind of person, which is overly complicated that, you know, I'm not married to a white person. So it's something that's attached to me at all times. It's even though I don't think about it, it obviously isn't the first thing I think about, but I guess it was a realization that I, maybe a good realization that I was kind of like a part of the problem I was worried about. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes total sense. I disagree though. Cause I, I feel, and I'm, you know, again, it's kind of thing I can make more clear, which is like, the questioning if whether you are is a big step towards not being that person. You know, everyone fucks up. You can always do the wrong thing, but it's that you are open to being told that it was the wrong thing and you're willing to process it that makes you the right thing or at least more likely to remain the right thing, you know? Well, I mean, I do think 
And Andrew, I'm, I'm not by any means talking just about your show, um, and I'm also implicating past things I've done when I've talked about race in videos, but I do think this is one of the potential... Well, it's definitely a challenge of talking about race, but it also can be a pitfall of talking about race that people kind of see it as like walking on thin ice. Do you know what I mean? Like the fear mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to say the wrong thing. And if I say the wrong thing, what does that mean about me? And then I think I, I am afraid it turns a lot of people off of the conversation. You know, like I believe that we need to be talking about race and we need to be having uncomfortable discussions about race. But if the discussion about race is prompting people to feel like, oh my God, I could mess up at any time, mm -hmm. I think that can be difficult. And again, Andrew, that's that's not a critique on your show, and but it's something that like I have also said those things. Listen, I got on my soapbox about the movie La La Land. Um, and I was just like, La La Land is Make America Great Again, the movie. It's just white people saving jazz. And I just think I was being so... I was treating La La Land as like as it is either good or bad. And I was saying La La Land is mm -hmm. bad and it is racist. I have stamped it with the word racist. And I think that's the fear, right? Like it's the fear that we are going to be stamped with this word that among our little lefty circle, like that is the dirtiest mm -hmm. word you can be called, you know? Mm -hmm, and there's mm -hmm. a fear of being stamped as that. And Lauren you were afraid that you had been stamped with that word because this person had stamped you with that word. Is, is that true? Yeah, and it's so meta because it's like originally I was afraid of being stamped as racist and now I'm worried about being stamped again. As the well-meaning white person? Yes, which is, I have to get ready for that. I mean, conversations about race are very complicated, right? Mm -hmm. And it's important to try and distill them, Andrew, as you do in, in your show and, and make them entertaining to listen to. And Andrew, I think you do a great job of that. I also think conversations about race cannot be monolithic of like, this is or is not this thing. It's always complicated. Andrew, just as you said, like you can have multiple reactions to one of these things. Um, just want to check in with you guys. Lauren, how are you feeling on this call? I kind of wish I could have listened to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Do my part yeah. of it. Yeah. And I all, agree. I, I feel bad. I feel very bad. You I feel bad, bad, Andrew? Why do yeah. you feel bad? <laughs> no, I just, I feel, I, yeah, I just feel like I, I wish, I don't, I just don't like hurting people's feelings. And there's no, you know, something for me to think about. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lauren, do you think you're going <laughs> to listen to Yo, Is This Racist now? Oh, yeah, I have a lot to catch up on. Yeah, you got to mm -hmm. get to work. Back to the archives. Back to the archives. You got to go back to the archives. And I mean, Andrew, is this going to make you think any differently about how you tackle these questions? Yeah, absolutely. Well, look at us. We're all just living our best <laughs> lives, trying to do our best. This was great. Well, I guess with that being said, we'll all see each other on the internet. Yep. Lauren, any final things you want to say? Just thank you. Great. Andrew, any th final things you want to say? Oh gosh, no. Just uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we got to do this. I'm glad I got to to meet you on the phone, Lauren. Yeah, yeah I can't believe I'm talking to both of you. This I know like we're big, all here. Big day for me. Thank you. Big day for all <laughs> of us. You know. Um, well, Andrew, thank you so much. Lauren, thank you so much. And um, we'll all uh, see each other on the internet. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. 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 
If you'd like to be a guest on this show and take your own online conversation and move it offline, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil, Emily Moeller, and our publicist, Megan Larson. We'll be releasing episodes every other week, so I'll see you in two weeks with a brand new conversation. Until then, remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen. We're racing, racing through these dark times. And it's hard to take it. We're gonna make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times. Dark time.